0: Hello and welcome to the Fingal Poetry Festival podcast. In these podcasts, in 10 minutes or less, you will be guided through a poem and pulled into the heart and mind of the poet. In this episode, Nessa O'Mahony speaks about her poem, Suantree with Mammy.
1: Soon three with Mammy Not silence, just pause A slowing of breath Reprieve between coughs Till your body is shaken again And you struggle to bring up what would drown you With nothing to do but risk a cupped tap on your back Thinner than eggshell I cast for words A lullaby Find only bedtime prayers Infant Jesus meek and mild And you're nodding smile translucent as you join in Voice quavering but sure Your memory is of another bedside in the early years of another century Incanting more words protective spells for the child you were Now I lay me down to sleep We don't complete our verses knowing rest comes sooner or later and that all shall be well in the manner of all things. My name is Nesso O'Mahony, and I am a writer and teacher. Súntri is the Irish for lullabies. So I was sort of taking the idea of the bedtime um, scenario between mother and daughter, but reversing it so that um, the daughter becomes the mother in this particular context. I think I chose the word "soon Three because um, I, I love the sound of it. It's a, it's, a, it's one of those lovely words that sort of almost conveys its its meaning through sound. And even though in the poem, the lullaby becomes prayer. I didn't like the notion of sort of bedtime prayers in the same way as this sense of lulling somebody to sleep. and And this poem is all about, you know an effort to try and find some kind of sense of rest in the context of of um, somebody's illness so So really, this poem came out of a recent experience. my My mother is ninety four. And she got pneumonia at Christmas time, and it was the height of the trolley crisis. We weren't going to have her in hospital; we were nursing her at home. But that really did mean twenty-four-seven care, and each of my brothers and sisters would be there at night time, help her go to bed, try and help her get to sleep because you know the coughing was very intense, and she was finding it difficult to to, to fall asleep. So. The first night that I was in that situation, I'd, I'd never really experienced this kind of bedtime scenario with my mother. It, you know, I might be remembering things that happened to me in the past when I was a small child, but certainly this this idea of, of my mother needing bedtime care was, was something new and strange. So... She has this extraordinary memory for the past, whether it's prayers that she said or songs that she sang or, or stories from her childhood. Those stories were still very clear in her head. So I had um, begun to sing a, a, a lullaby. It was a, a, a Brahms' uh, Guten Abend, Guten Nacht a lullaby. And then she came in with another lullaby and then I countered with a, an evening prayer because my father had taught me um, the words of various uh, bedtime prayers, which I still remember. So I came with one prayer she then counters in between the coffee with another prayer that she could remember. But th- the thing about those childhood prayers is that a lot of them end up in the child dying if I die before I wake. And that fear at this stage of my mother's life, particularly when she's ill, that we can't take for granted that she could wake up in the morning. Um, And the reason that I sort of finish it with the the all shall be well, at the same time as I'm writing this poem, I was also thinking about Mother Julian of Norwich, who was a a 13th century mystic who lived in Norwich and had this very famous uh, phrase, all shall be well, all manner of things shall be well. And that came to my mind in terms of, well, one has to accept whatever will happen will happen for the best. So, this poem about my own mother became meshed up with this idea of Julian of Norwich's mantra. And I think poetry often works like that that, you know, two disparate ideas come together and find their place in, in, in the one poem. So, she certainly gave me that sense of acceptance, that sense of, whatever happens next, it's for the best, I think. You never really feel finished, but also you don't necessarily want to draw attention to the possibility of finishing something. Um, And as kids, you don't you don't see your parents as as people. They are the mother, the father, the person who's telling you whether you can or you can't do something. but it's, I think, one of the great joys of caring for parents in older age, e- even with all the, the f- anxiety and the worry, it's, it's the, the sense of knowing them as they actually are. Because I think as people get very old, they drop all their inhibitions. They say whatever they want to say. They're, they're not worried about the niceties. And there's an honesty of that relationship, which is um, terrifying but but really great to be around. What really is important to me is that sense of the kind of the transfer of roles in this poem, that the role reversal of mother and daughter, of mother's memory and daughter's memory, and of mother's care and daughter's care is sort of threading its way through the poem. And the prayers, the lullabies, the prayers are part of that exchange. It's as if we're offering each other our remembered prayer. But I like to think that we're both sort of sharing that final Mother Julian moment of accepting that all will be well, whatever that means. Soon three with Mammy Not silence just pause, a slowing of breath, reprieve between coughs till your body is shaken again and you struggle to bring up what would drown you. With nothing to do but risk a cupped tap on your back thinner than eggshell, I cast for words, a lullaby, find only bedtime prayers. Infant Jesus, meek and mild. And you're nodding, smile translucent as you join in, voice quavering but sure. Your memory is of another bedside in the early years of another century. incanting more words, protective spells for the child you were. Now I lay me down to sleep. We don't complete our verses knowing rest comes sooner or later, and that all shall be well in the manner of all things.
0: Thank you for listening to the Fingal Poetry Festival podcast. Subscribe now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to spread the word. Send a message in a bottle, tell your friends down the pub, or write to us on Twitter at fingal poetry in fact we would love it if you wrote a tweet sized poem about how much you love the podcast and the fingal poetry festival the fingal poetry festival takes place in north county dublin every september and to find out more about the festival and to purchase tickets please visit fingal poetry kindly supported by the arts council fingal county council Fingal Libraries, Forest na RTE Supporting the Arts, Lára Poshti Ireland, Laureate Nanog, and Poetry Ireland.